and welcome to another episode of Narrow Gate Podcast. I think this is actually episode 16. And I'm Benjamin Hoover, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I work out of Roseville, California, for those who are interested in that kind of information. So this episode for me, if I'm going to get really honest here, which I think if those of you who are listening to this podcast, I usually tend to be pretty honest and, and blunt about my own life, but, um, this, this episode, or this topic intimidates me, I just, I did a writing about it a couple days ago and posted it, but like I usually do, I, I want to partner that with a podcast where I can share a little bit more in depth, and yeah, I've, I've avoided this one for quite some time, just because for me, it's probably one of the more important topics that I am touching on, uh, and it's been incredibly important in my own life in terms of addressing this. But uh, but yeah, so I think part of the intimidation is I really want to articulate this well, and I want this to be helpful and. And, you know, as human beings and understanding ourselves and working through healing and addressing the stuff in our hearts, in our, in our souls, um, it's, it's, there's some complexity to it. So anyway, without making this nebulous, the, the topic is anger. And uh, I titled the writing, uh, the, the companion piece to this, uh, anger, the most vital feeling you're trying not to feel, or vital emotion you're trying not to feel, and and why that's not a good thing, in a sense of not feeling it. So, first I want to touch on what anger is, and then the problems, and share my own story in that, and maybe how to address the, the struggle with that feeling. So, uh, so anger obviously is an emotion, right? I mean, we we feel it, the the physiological presence of it, right? It radiates into our hands. You know, we might have clenched fists. We might feel the tenseness in our neck, uh, or that throbbing in our head, and and a tightness in our head, and we can feel the heat rush up uh, to that part of our body, or we can feel our heart race or our our chest kind of clench or tighten up. So, um, you know, and it, and it, and it has this driving force, right? It's, it compels us to move towards something, right? And it also, uh, uh, the outcome of it is there's this tendency to want to be destructive about it, right? And, and that there, that's for good reason. Uh, the thing is, is that it's been destructive, used destructively, both, uh, turned towards our own selves and then turned towards, someone else or another person. So, so, uh, so yeah, so anger, and, and this is how I, this is my theory on that. Anger is a, is, is passion really. Cause if you think about it, passion is a really, really intense emotional experience and passion 
is always oriented towards something, some kind of object. Like if you think about, um, like I'm passionate about, uh, um, like playing guitar. Well, I mean, somewhat or cooking. Well, <laughs> those are not the best examples. Um, but I do feel a passion for them at times, or let me just say like a passion for, for outdoors, for hiking, backpacking. Um, you know, when I feel, when we feel kind of passion, uh, it, 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 there's a direction in that, right? We move towards that. We want to invest in it. Uh, we want to pour ourselves out into this particular, uh, object, outlet, whatnot. So, um, so, so passion is this driving force, this, this real intense feeling that orients us towards something, right? And so anger, I see that as a passion, that something gets ignited in us, something triggers this emotion in us, and, and, it, and, and this ignition, it turns on, and then it, it, we, we, it drives us towards something, right? So, but, but what it drives us towards and why that gets started and what anger means, that, that I want to unfold. But I wanted to first, first kind of reframe anger as it's, it's a passion about something. It's a passion towards something. And so, so anger, um, so we touched on the kind of physiological component and we kind of talked a little bit of reframing the emotion, um, now, anger, really, if it comes down to it, anger communicates that something is off. And, and I would say, it, more times than not, anger is communicating that, that something is off relationally. And, because if you, have you ever felt that in yourself where something's happening in a conversation or something's being done to you whether it's verbally or physically or whatnot, and you find yourself getting very angry. Um, or it could be sometimes you get angry because there's stress, but underneath the stress is there's some fear and kind of panic and, uh, you know, but, but, but whatever the case is, is that, that anger is communicating that, that something, something's off the rails. Um, something, something's, something's off kilter. There's some kind of disorder going on. And, and, and more often than not, anger communicates that there's some hurt underneath, right? And so, so it's, a, it's actually a really vital emotion. Anger communicates that there's also injustice, whether it's on a small scale level, like relationally, or on a large scale, like um, culturally or societally. In a societally, societally is that a word? Societal uh, um, realm. Uh, it's it's like if you see it today, you, the 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 angry confrontations and, and protesting towards racism or against racism, uh, against uh, uh, sexism, right? The the uh, treatment of women, um, even even uh, immigration. And you, so you you see that there's there's this uproar, there's this large presence of anger going on there. But it's even beyond that. There's there's a rage, there's a violence, there's a hate, uh, and and I I'll touch on that. Um, but that's kind of more of the extreme form. Usually, when anger has been so buried down 
for a long time it, it has a lot of force behind it so so it usually manifests in a, in a lot of in a stronger presentation like hate rage violence murder whatnot so um but 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 just to get to the the, the basics that anger anger is connected to hurt that's happening in the midst of some kind of relational uh, exchange and so uh so 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 stay with that stick with that because there's been a lot of shame around anger a, a, a lot of judgment around anger there's been a lot of avoiding around it it's also been used very destructively so a lot of people don't want to touch that it's a very very intense emotion and uh and it can be very uncomfortable to feel that kind of intensity but there's also issues when we don't actually connect to our anger when we don't feel it and so um so there's there's and, and so what happens when we don't feel that uh it actually manifests in a in a in a destructive way and a lot of times it manifests in a self-destructive way so if you see anger in its various forms uh, emotional forms express it's it has a destructive uh, outcome or or a destructive um uh component to it um, element that's what i'm trying to say element so uh as as you know i'm i'm kind of i'm 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 probably serious on my podcast but i'm a little more serious on this one uh because it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to lighten this up to be honest with you but I, but I hope that this, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm pausing here and, and giving a little bit of a disclaimer that I really hope that this actually brings hope, that I want this to, I want this to, to challenge your thinking about the way that we see anger, about the way that you see your own anger, the way you interact with it, because it's such an integral feeling. And, uh, and, and when we don't feel it, it, we, it, we don't learn from it and it doesn't teach us about the things that are off the things that aren't okay the things that deserve to to be pointed out and called out and confronted so yeah i'm going to be a little serious on this one so bear with me folks anyway um so so let me talk a little bit about the disorders that manifest from when we don't connect to that anger so um, so disorder really is just a way of communicating that something internally is off. And, and, and something internally is also connected to something relationally is off. Um, so our internal signals are communicating that something externally is happening that's, that's off or on or whatnot. And our, and our soul, our heart, whatever you want to call it, the, the core of ourselves is communicating, uh, is the dashboard lights are coming on saying like, Check this out. Something something's going on. Uh, you know, you you need to you need to look at this. So with anger, um, uh, when we don't feel it, when we push it away, and it 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 causes a lot of problems. And the reason why, let me go into this for a second. That the reason why we push it away is that we create defenses around it. And the reason why we create defenses around it. Uh, instinctually is because my hunch is that uh, we've grown up with our loved ones not allowing us to feel that emotion. 
So when that emotion, or any emotion for that matter, goes invalidated, uh, it's shamed, it's judged, uh, it's ridiculed, whatever, um, it's, whatever is being communicated that you can't feel that, instinctually we start putting walls around. Instinctually, reflexively, we, we, we kind of unconsciously just say, nope, I'm not, I can't go there. Right? So that, I mean, that's what a defense is. It's like, nope, not going to touch that. Ugh. Yeah, not, nope, that's too much. That's too scary. That's too, uh, so, so the, uh, so yes, when we, when we don't have kind of someone compassionately, uh, empathetically helping us to understand that emotion and even feel it and express it in a, in a healthy, cathartic, healing way, um, we have, we've got no damn clue how to feel it, how to, how to, how to experience it. So, you know, so I'm, I'm listening to certain podcasts and I love this person that I, that I listen to and he, but he says like, you know, he encourages to get angry and stuff, which is wonderful. And I love that there's that validation, but when you've got so many defenses around it and you've got, um, you've got these manifesting behaviors, these disorders that keep us from that, uh, that, that are, that are self-harming, like, how the hell do you do that, right? So that's what I want to kind of clarify here because, because I, I want to, I want to kind of, uh, uh, attach some things to what he's saying because I love that he's, he's honoring that emotion and he's, he's expressing the value of that. But it's also tricky to start connecting to that when we've never been able to connect to that. So anyway, that was the rant. Let me get back to the disorder part. So, um, uh, anxiety, anxiety disorders. Um, I'm not saying all the time, but often, at, at, I don't want to say often either, but there are moments when our anxiety is communicating that, that there's something not being spoken of. There's something not being touched on. There's, there's something being avoided. And at times it's anger. So when you're looking at certain anxiety disorders, uh, usually, usually there's there's a, an avoidance of anger or rage or hate uh, in the the more intense forms of it. And so now, and then there's also depression, and this actually connects with both of those connect with my story. But now depression, and and. You know, I'm probably in the minority here, but uh, now, now there's definitely uh, kind of organic uh, uh, depression in the sense that, that there's neurochemical imbalances and it's not necessarily linked to, uh, to, to anything else, technically. Um, but typically when we're struggling with depression, whether it's severe forms of it or mild form where you're just kind of down and feeling hopeless or helpless or kind of despair, um, more often than not, there's the avoidance of anger and, or you could say frustration or irritation or, you know, any, again, any form of anger when we instinctually pull away from it we usually start to sink into a depression. And uh, because think about it, when you feel angry, there's a lot of energy to that. There really is. It's Again, it's a passion. It directs you towards something. There's energy in that. 
and and it actually is a part of coming alive it, it's a part of 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 true living <laughs> and so when that uh when we pull away from that emotion naturally uh inevitably we sink into this low energy low grade despair like life is meaningless kind of a state so uh so if you that's something to look at if you're if you struggle with depression or whatever severe form of it usually the more intense depression is probably because there's a lot of intense rage and anger so you may have never thought of it in that way um some of you may take medication for it um you know and by all means i'm not saying what to do with medication or whatnot but you you know you might have tried to figure out how do i deal with this or you know what whether it's psychotropics or maybe it's yoga meditation prayer um diet change and those things are a wonderful component but also something to add to that is it might be that we pull away from our anger it might be that we 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 cut off from whatever that when that rage comes up or whatnot when we're angry about a situation or towards a person or towards a higher power or god or or um you know or or whatever it is that usually Usually, we when we when we pull away from that, we slip into this depressed state. So, uh, the other thing too, <laughs> kind of um, a part of depression. Well, and actually, let's see. This is where it gets a little tricky because I'm trying to bridge some disorders here. Uh, there's uh, eating disorders, and uh, there's like suicidality. Um, you know, or how do I say that? Um, uh, I'm blanking out on the term, but it's suicidal behavior. I'll just say that's not the right term, but um, but like things like cutting, uh, self harm, and in, in other ways, um, uh, pulling hair, which there's the term for it, and it's not coming to my mind. Um, you know, here, and I'm a therapist, right? Like I can't even think of these terms. So, so, but there's uh um and even and then suicide itself and those i'm i'm focusing more on kind of the self harm aspect not not the other harm right now so so all of that all of that has a buried rage all of those um disorders the the the, the symptoms there are pointing to that there's this avoided anger, there's avoided rage going on. Because if you think about it, whenever, um, because, let me simplify this, when anger, anger, think about when you get angry, like you want, you want to hurt something, you want to destroy something, Um, you want to communicate that there's this pain in you and you're not okay, right? And, and so, so, you know, some of us want to punch a punching bag or some of us get in fights with other people or some of us break things or destroy things. That's because that anger needs that outlet. It needs some kind of destruction, but in a, but in a safe contained way. Right. But if that doesn't happen and we grow up in families where that's invalidated and there's like a criticism in the family, um, there's, there's anger being dumped on us. Uh, rage, abuse, things like that, we, we will 
instinctually, some of us will turn on ourselves. So we'll take that anger and rage because, it, again, it has to have, it has to be expressed and it has to have an outlet, and we will turn on ourselves. So when you have people cutting and poking themselves and burning themselves and, um, you know, whatever form of self-harm, or they carry it out towards, in, um, they carry out suicide successfully, sadly, but successfully they carry out suicide, that's all rage, all rage. And the person feels trapped. They can't, they don't feel like they can express it. Who's safe to allow, who's going to help them touch that emotion, speak to that emotion, validate that. So it stays trapped. And then, and then the only way is to just, is to, is to harm the self. Um, so, so that's, it's interesting, right? But that's whenever you have some kind of aspect of self-harm where you see the person directing, maiming themselves, uh, wounding themselves physically, it's, it's a sign that there's, there's a lot of anger or rage and they're not directing it outward, they're directing it inward. And so, uh, and so if you struggle with self-criticism or judgment, <laughs> things like that again that's that's frustration and anger that's meant to be directed outward externalized and unfortunately it becomes internalized so when you're having all those thoughts uh, there's emotion driving that so what i tend to do now with myself just just to help you out there um some little kind of application is when when i'm when i'm like just pounding myself, just kicking myself. You know, there's criticism going on. There's judgment. Uh, I have to back off sometimes. I'm like, oh man, I'm. I realize I'm frustrated and I'm angry, but I'm I'm directing it at me instead of just the fact that it's just the, the situation. You know, or it's, maybe it is someone or whatnot. But I, but it, but naturally, or not naturally, I would say in a survival way because of my upbringing, I would turn it, I would instinctually or naturally turn it on myself. And so, so that tends to be my knee jerk reaction where I have to, <coughs> I have to back off and realize, Oh, I'm really, really angry at myself right now. So, um, so that's something to, hopefully that kind of helps, uh, you understand some things. So when we're talking about this, like eating disorders, like anorexia, uh, bulimia, all that stuff. One, there's shame, but but two, there's a lot of rage. But it's it's carried out in that form of self harm, uh, destroying the self. So when the reality is, the person really wants, r- really needs to, and really wants to express that anger towards whoever's wounded them, to really express that rage to the person who's hurt them. And, and, and yet it's never been safe to be able to do that. So hopefully that gives some clarity on what's going on internally for that person. So if you yourself are struggling with this or you're a therapist and you're listening to this or, um, you, uh, you know of somebody, uh, uh, I, I, I hope that gives some clarity on what this person might be struggling with or you yourself are struggling with 
because the reality is, is all of us, uh, all of us feel anger and, and our anger is so valuable. It's so important. It's, it's, it's integral to growing, to healing, to becoming connected. And if we learn to connect to our anger, we learn to express it towards people in our lives. Um, and those people are safe, then the hope is that that, that builds connection, that people uh, on the receiving end of that, uh, it, it challenges them. It wakes them up. It helps them see uh, their own shadow, their own issues, their own struggles when it comes to connecting. So, but again, at the heart of those disorders is this deep-seated beyond anger, this deep-seated rage. So, um, and, and obviously there's, there's other factors involved in that. I mean, there's a, there's identity issues or the, the core belief systems, but that's come out of this experience of relationships. The person has evaluated themselves based off of how they've been loved and cared for. And, uh, but the, the anger is the most genuine, honest part of the person that says that, that there's hurt here. There's hurt that exists in the relationship and it's not okay. So, um, so when it comes to, well, I guess I can get to the, I'll, I'll get to the application at the end. The other end of that is destruction towards others, right? <laughs> and, uh, now this might be more involved than what I am delivering, but I don't know if we need to make it as complex as I think a lot of people make it complex. And then again, you know, I could be leaving out a lot here, but, uh, but again, when, we, when it comes to destruction towards others, whether it's fights or violent fights, um, manipulation, coercion, uh, criticism towards others, judgment towards others, uh, and then, and then, obviously, in the the more extreme forms, again, the violent acts towards others, torturing, tormenting, and uh, and then and then killing, homicide. Uh, again, that is rage. So when you're even looking at uh, or hearing about mass shootings, um, which is it's terrifying, right? Because a lot of that's calculated decision planning. Um, it's not just go shoot them up. There's there's some kind of uh, um, planning involved in that, and but but again, what's fueling that is this rage and the and the the unfortunate attempt to deal with that rage. So whether it's attacking innocent people or it's attacking a person that has wounded that that individual, the person is dr- uh, driven <laughs> by this stuff down anger, which turns to rage, which again, when that's undealt with uh, in, in an appropriate healing way, in a, in a way that actually leads to vulnerability, to tenderness, to the, to the, to the hurt, the core of, the, of why the anger exists, then it turns into murder, right? I mean, and, and let me be candid here. When I grew up, I was bullied in parts of my part of elementary school like I was overweight at one point and in junior high and then in high school and then after my junior year in high school I started to lose weight but but I would get called out on being overweight uh, turning red I mean so imagine you know I, I had a moment 
uh, in one of my classes where I was literally teased in front of the class and the teacher did nothing. Like nobody did anything. They just laughed. And I, of course, like feeling embarrassed and shame, I turned red. And, uh, and for me, like I, I turned bright, like tomato red. I mean, like, like overly ripe red. And, and so that's used for fodder as well when it comes to teasing. So years, a couple years after that, well, and actually several years to follow, I would have these moments, these violent fantasies towards that person where, I mean, whether I said something that would just destroy his soul or, uh, or I did some kind of physical harm, not necessarily killing, but like literally I'd have fantasies of just, just bloodying this person. Um, and, and that was a real sign that one, I felt deeply hurt and two, I felt I felt this intense rage. And so the the issue is not the fantasy. It's it's the fantasy is a, a sign that there's hurt there. That the, something needs to be processed. But uh but when it's avoided, it intensifies and then we end up acting that out instead of facing it. So and that goes with anything. Anything that we feel scared about or shame about in our own uh <coughs> our own soul when that uh, when that goes avoided, it haunts us. It becomes this boogeyman. We we avoid it at all costs. And inevitably, it has this impact that actually it grows and grows and grows until until it has to come out. And when it comes out, it comes out with force. And that's where we destroy ourselves or we destroy somebody else. The problem with that, uh, with destruction towards the self or even or particularly destruction towards others <laughs> is we're looking for satisfaction in that. We're looking for relief, not just relief, but peace, I would say. Because if we feel satisfied, there's a sense of peace, of wholeness, of completeness, of tranquility. And so when a person ends up acting out murderously, um, they're looking for peace within them. So think about that. That's a deep thought, um, but but really, when when we when we enact violently towards somebody else, we're trying to get rid of whatever is going on in us. The problem is is that we have no idea how to do it, and we think that destroying other people is going to resolve that within us. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's such a myth. It's an illusion. It never it never happens. So that uh that is where you st- and then and and not to i mean i'm 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 going to skewer a little bit i'm 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 going to challenge this idea cuz whenever we have like mass shootings or even suicides you know people people implore others they they plead with others to to seek help for suicide or talk to someone right and then and then on the other end when it comes to su- or, uh, homicides then you know you see scattered across the news all you know the 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 flashing lights turn on the the ambulance signal goes and then we we try to figure out and there's gun debates and restriction all that stuff and i don't want to make light of that stuff but when i'm listening to that i'm thinking we really don't get it like we really don't get the core of it like the root the heart of this is that a person so deeply wounded and has no idea how to deal with that rage and then they end up acting out, right? And so we have to get to the root, to the core, to the heart of it in order to address the issue entirely. It'd be like even even sometimes our methods here, like with me- the conventional medicine or Western medicine, whatever you call it, is to throw a pill at something. Um, <coughs> when 
when the manifestation of physical symptoms have have a um their they have a root to it and can we get to the root and oftentimes it's it's uh um, emotional maybe spiritual um, relational <coughs> and and maybe it's not taking care of sleep or eating or exercise i mean there there are all these components to it that factor in to the to the manifestation of the severity of the symptom so this is no different that that when we have suicidality suicide <coughs> or we have homicide there's uh um it often stays on a shallow level it often t- stays on the surface examination of what the problem is it's let's correct the behavior by restricting guns or to, and, you know pleading with someone begging someone to to talk with someone about suicidal thoughts or behavior <clears throat> but the problem is i don't think we know how to address that it's great yeah we do want people to talk that stuff out but then what do you do with it and so that's why i hope with this podcast that that uh, it might help you in some ways so um yeah so that's a lot about that again talked about anger the emotion the expression of the or the the physical manifestation of the emotion um, it's a passion, right? It's communicating hurt, wounding, uh, pain, all that, mostly relationally. Uh, and then the disorders involved that actually uh, surface as a result of deep buried anger and then the actions we carry out as a result of that. <coughs> so, um, but then I want to dip into my story a little bit that when I was young, um, I, uh, and, and for those of you who've read my writings or maybe listened to my podcast, I, I share bits and pieces of my story and I probably touched on some of this, but when I grew up, um, there were some great things about my childhood, but then there were some things that were really traumatizing about my childhood and I'm still having to work through the, uh, effects of them. <laughs> and particularly because I don't, I think people in my life were inadequate to help me address that. Um, and so... So anyway, so when I was a kid, um, I would have to deal, I would end up encountering the rage of one of my parents and this parent would dump their anger on me (laughs) and I would maybe do some kind of, I don't know, I don't even want to say a mistake, but I would some, I would take some action, some learning experience and, and I would get this person's rage. And I mean, this wasn't just anger, this was rage um, just being hurled at me. <laughs> and it wasn't ever really physical. There was one time where there was a, an incident <coughs> and it was like a slap on the face and it was done out of rage. But, uh, but it was often like just, and it wasn't like, like, def- like defaming words or degrading words, but just the anger alone was enough of a force to really affect me. But in the midst of receiving that eventually I I mean of course I'd feel shame and I feel pain and hurt and <clears throat> I would want to like I want to pull away but at the same time uh that's terrifying to pull away from the parent who's your your life your, your universe your world and so we call that the fear of annihilation like if I pull away or they pull away it feels so destructive to the soul that I've lost this person because we're meant to stay in connection with one another <clears throat> and when that gets uh um, infiltrated, uh, um, ruptured in some ways, it's very, very traumatizing. So, but, but naturally all this anger starts coming up 
and I'd like fold my hands, and then this person would say, "You can't, you can't get angry. Only I can get angry, or whatever." And and then, uh, it, also encountering my anger, this person would then eventually get really hurt, shut down, pull away, still be stewing in this, like fuming in the anger, but then like slamming silverware or cupboards or like even to this day, I still get this like this this jolt of. Uh, this uh, startled response in me, and I could feel a little bit of a surge of anger as a result of that. <laughs> so, so I would get that, and and then and then imagine as a as a small child, like what the fuck do I do with that? I mean, seriously, what what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'm in this traumatized state. I'm foggy headed. I'm, uh, uh, how would I say it? like. It's, it's called like I would dissociate kind of um there's different forms of dissociation that's when that's when you start to kind of check out of yourself like things don't feel real anymore um you feels foggy some people they their memory blanks out some people literally float out of their bodies <coughs> and feel like they're watching them themselves but like they're not themselves so that that happens when there's this extreme form of pain and helplessness and and this disgust, the shame, and so the person, I think, instinctually, what's wired in us is this ability to protect ourselves in those moments. So we actually we actually detach. So that's what would happen to me, not in such a severe form, but I would dissociate, and and um, you know, and I'd be cycling in my head like, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And uh, and then eventually, this person would pair it by like softening and apologizing but i often my attempts to restore relationship was i'd fall like prostrate on the ground literally sometimes begging pleading for this person to come back crying beating myself up apologizing <coughs> and uh and so now that had carried over like as i grew older into my adulthood but also i'd have this anger this this resonating anger within me, this presence, and what would I do with it? Because, like I shared with you, anger needs an outlet, so I would beat myself up, I would criticize myself, um, sometimes I'd hit my head against the wall, I'd pull my hair out at times, and <laughs> which I explained that in my anxious state I would do that, but it's all connected. I'd feel anxious because I had all this anger as well. And, and so... I'm alone in this. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I feel I feel lost, and and so no one growing up helped me connect to my anger, validate it, empathize with it. Um, one parent had avoided their anger, and then the other parent just like I mean it was just dumped it out, just a deluge. So so imagine like I'm I'm trapped in this feeling, and I don't know what to do with it. And so the only way to attempt to reconcile this to 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 heal or to process through this was to just turn on myself so so that affected a lot of areas relationally as i got older in my romantic relationships friendships and then in my family relationships as well or if i things didn't work out i felt dissatisfaction with some of my choices i mean it would just in, instantly turn into this this self criticism judgment frustration at myself and I could never, I never saw it. Like I'd never be able to catch it. And and I had, I, again, I had no idea what was going on in me. 
also, as I got older, I started to feel depressed and I would just be in the state of despair, just like all the energy sucked out of me. Uh, I feel hopeless. I'd feel helpless about the situation. <clears throat> and so I, um, and, and that was the result of, and it was, it was really like instant where I probably feel frustrated, turn on myself and then sink into a depression. And sometimes the depression would last for, for a while and sometimes it would last shortly. And, and depending on, I would say, probably the severity of the anger, the frustration that I felt. So then at age, you know, and, and then I would act out passively, probably as a teenager, I'd have this really, really biting sarcasm, like really sharp. Um, I would say things that would be really hurtful. Or I would also do what this one parent would do. Sometimes I would just shut down. Like if I felt hurt from someone, I would shut down, cut them off, not talk to them. Uh, I remember doing that one time with my sister and I was in my probably mid twenties and I did that and it was a really, really hard, raw, vulnerable conversation, but she had tearfully shared how much that hurt. And I, I remember, uh, remember not, I even said, I can't, I can't even talk to you. I can't look at you. Like it's too vulnerable to share all that. Like, um, I get emotional even talking about it now. Cause it was, I'm so glad that she did that. But at the same time, it was, it was this mirror, this reflect reflection towards me of, oh my God, like, I just, I don't know how to handle what's going on in me. But then, uh, um, eventually in my early twenties, all this anger and rage started coming out, it came out towards my mom. Um, and then it started coming out towards my dad and I didn't even understand why it came out towards my dad. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then it, when I saw my supervisor, now my therapist, and he pointed this stuff out, like, pointed out that I hated, that I hate, hate towards my dad, um, things about my mom, like, I mean, just all this stuff, like, because I knew I was really angry at my mom, but I could not figure out why I was angry at my dad, and it was, it was, it was just really troubling, and so, and then, and then my therapist had pointed out that my dad had turned away uh, at some point in my life, uh, even though he was, like, his presence was still there, like, emotionally it turned away, and so, wow, imagine, like my anger, my rage being about that. So, uh, yeah. So once he had pointed that out, when he had said, Ben, I think you hate your dad. <laughs> One of those moments of like, oh, I'm not supposed to. No, it's wrong. Oh, God. I mean, like I really recoiled at that. The reality was I was just so uncomfortable with hearing that. And then I judged it. But but all he, he, just, all he did was point that out. He didn't do it judgmentally. And he even said, it doesn't mean you don't love your dad, but it's all kind of contaminated in there. But when we could define why my hate was there, it actually allowed me to start to feel that. It actually even allowed me to start to venture into the process of forgiveness towards him, uh, which, as I've shared before, it, it's an emotional journey <laughs> of arriving to letting go. But, but we first have to enter into the messiness of the feeling. There. And so... Yeah, so this is what had happened. And so when that was exposed, when that was brought out, and it was pointed out with compassion, um, with wisdom, with care, without judgment, wow, I began to heal. And I began to connect. And so these last couple of years, I mean, I'd probably feel some of the most intense rage. Yelling in my car, there's a moment in my office where I was just, I mean, like, like I have these conversations and depending on who you're connected to your life source or whatnot, like for me, it's God. I, I would just have these rage filled conversations, like anger towards him. But like, but I, but I would 
have to consciously make an effort to not turn on myself. And when I would, I'd have to catch it, realize it, and and turn my frustration towards whatever I was frustrated towards. <laughs> and but it'd taken a long time because again, I would I'd I'd fall into a depression, which is when I started to see that, I could start to catch it like, oh, feeling like depressed. And I realize I'm beating myself up and I realize I'm just angry. I'm angry at this. And so I would learn to start expressing. And so that's where I'm kind of segueing into how do we deal with this, right? <laughs> because what about, sorry, I'm coughing a lot. So if you get that, I, I know it's annoying. Um, but yeah, so what do we do with that, right? Especially when we grew up in families where it was criticized or modeled poorly or invalidated or we're told like it's a sin or whatever, which is interesting because in scripture, and I don't know where it is, and I hope this doesn't turn some of you off who who maybe, you know, like aren't religious or whatever, but but I hope that you learn from, I hope you take some of this in. But like in scripture, it says, and, and this is wisdom for everybody, is don't let the sun go down on your anger, right? And and really, it's kind of a, a figure of speech in that way. Um, was it like metaphorically? I don't know. Anyway, uh, but the point of that is 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 to address the anger, to feel it. Don't let it carry on. Don't let it travel through your days, your life, because it will eat away at you. It will turn into something worse. Right? <laughs> Again, when we start having fantasies, that signals to us, oh man, I have something undealt with. So that means go back to it. Now, the, the struggle is what do you do with that anger, right? Because we need an outlet. Well, for some people, it's screaming. And it might be I go drive in my car, which is sometimes what I do, and I just, I, just, I just yell it out. And I say the worst stuff. I mean, I'm using profanity. I mean, it's, this isn't eloquent stuff, right? I'm not standing before a, 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 a crowd and, and speaking articulately on something. Like, no, you're like rawly, viscerally, just belting this out from the, from the depths of your gut, from your soul. <coughs> so, uh, and, and then also for some of you, uh, maybe you're used to getting in fights with people. Well, that signals to me that you need something to hit. A person isn't, or an animal, or, you know, some kind of living creature is not, it's not the outlet, right? But you need something to hit. So it's a punching bag, it's, it's a pillow, it's something. For some people it might be, I need something to stab. For some people, uh, I need something to rip apart, tear. Some people it might, I need to take a bat and break something. Uh, a colleague, a former colleague of mine, oh, I loved her idea. She was helping a client and, uh, and they got fruit, like probably cheap fruit, like melons or something from the store, watermelon, and took a bat to it. And I thought, oh my God, that is that is a beautiful idea. I haven't utilized it myself. It's definitely back there in the, the toolkit. But, oh, what a brilliant idea. Because we need something. We need to feel satisfied when we're expressing our anger. And, and some people get scared and think, well, if I feel angry, then it won't end. Well, that's not true. But it just means that there's a lot in there. And there's a lot that has to come up. And when we start touching on it, it starts waking all this stuff up in us. So stay the path. And if it gets too intense at times, back off from it in moments. You don't have to jump into it uh, full, you know, just full speed ahead. No, we, we encounter our defenses. We encounter, sometimes it's, okay, that's too much. I've got I've to pull back. Honor that. Listen to that. Um, and then sometimes if you keep pulling back, maybe press through a little bit more. When you feel yourself wanting to retreat, 
maybe you go into your head and you start rationalizing or analyzing things or trying to uh, elicit empathy for somebody else. Like, no, stay with yourself. Stay attuned to yourself and go, no, I'm go I am going to get pissed. I'm going to stay in this. And yes, I'm uncomfortable with it. And I hate that I'm uncomfortable with it. But, but be real with yourself. Talk it out. Get angry at the defenses. Not at yourself, but at, angry at the things that block you from feeling what you need to feel and the discomfort. And, and, and then the other component to that is also express what you're angry about. That's important too. And, and it doesn't mean that you do all the self-analysis of, well, why am I angry? Right now, it's just starting out as, I don't know why I'm angry, but I'm pissed about this. It pisses me off. I hate this. The way this person talks to me, um, treats me, I, I hate, I mean, you know, and then when you get into like the, the deeper wounds, yeah, it's going to be a lot more intense. So, so, uh, and the thing is too, is we need people in our lives that are going to allow us to feel angry. And that might be rare, but those that are safe, oh man, fight tooth and nail to hold on to those people. I have, I have a few people in my life, which is pretty fucking amazing. I have a few people in my life that I can trust with everything. And, and that, oh, that is so, so, that's gold to me. So, um, but uh, I hope that covers a lot. Um, I'm, I probably will cover anger in later podcasts, but, uh, but hopefully this sheds some light on what's going on, why you might be struggling or people around you. Uh, again, I think, you know, we, we need to connect our anger. And that's the other thing before I forget is when we connect to our anger, which is the, that's the entry. We can't get to the, to the more vulnerable feelings first. We have to stay connected to the anger and allow that to lead us into the hurt, into the, the other pain, the other forms of it. Uh, and so um, when we really, in a healthy way, connect to our anger, it will lead us to vulnerability. It will lead us to tenderness. Um, it won't actually lead us to destruction. I know that might be hard to wrap your mind around, but it it it's actually is true. It will it will lead us back to our hearts, and and then also when we share our anger, and maybe I should say that for another podcast. I don't want to leave a little short, little pithy statement here, but when we also fighting in relationships is actually really important because it's a fight for connection. And so when we can get angry in front of each other, not destructively, not beating each other down with words or physics, but when we can allow ourselves to vul vulnerably expose and get angry with one another, that actually leads to connection. You might even see this in movies, and I don't even think it's necessarily fabricated, but you watch sometimes a couple fight it out, and then, they, and then it goes to making love. Yeah, that's part of the process. When two people are turning towards each other romantically, I, I should say, I'm not going to, I'm not saying it's going to happen in a friendship, but like, but when two, but, <laughs> but generally when two people are fighting, it's going to lead to closeness if people can stick it out. So anyway, that's enough for now. I shared a lot. There's a lot to digest there. Um, may you, may you experience the beauty of anger. That's a beautiful emotion that's been given to us. It's a divine emotion that is meant to lead us into to transformation, into true, authentic humanity. I know I say that a lot. <laughs> and in restoring life and the world and relationships as it was meant to be. 
May you listen to that. May you boldly step into that. Take care. Until next time.